Welcome to the Influentials Podcast with Joy and Jason. The mission of the podcast is to share the groundbreaking moments that shape our lives. Joy and I are here to give everyone a platform to tell their story. Weekly, we will talk about perception, entrepreneurship, athletics, religion, and anything else that will inspire others. Right, Joy? Absolutely. And that's what we're here for. Everyone has a story and the Influentials is here to give you the platform to share the good, the bad, and the ugly of yours. Okay, we're back. Season three of the Influentials. Uh, I am Jason Corley, along with uh, the CEO, owner of I Am Production, Ms. Joy England, and today's special guest, Mr. Daryl Coleman of High Tech Facility Management. Uh, the theme for season three is entrepreneurship. Um, so this whole season, we're going to talk to individuals who you know, took the time and the brain, I don't know what you say brain, uh, but took the time to create their own businesses and uh, create something uh, worthwhile for for the benefit of their community and uh, their own self. Um, so with that being said, uh, Joy, would you like to say something before we, we uh, have Daryl take over the show? Um, well, I mean, welcome, Daryl. We're glad to have you. Um, I'm interested to hear Thank your story. You. So for those of uh, the listeners who might be new to the Influentials, we really like to focus on um, the groundbreaking moments for people. So the stuff that got you to where you are now, the hard stuff, the good stuff, the blessed stuff, whatever that looks like for you. So I'm interested. We got a couple of minutes before the podcast to talk a little bit. So I'm interested to hear about your story and how you ended up sitting here with us today. And I would just like to say, even though it looks like we're on the beaches of Bermuda, we are still quarantined. So shout out to all the small businesses and all the small business owners that are um, struggling and, and trying to find their way through this time. So we're with you in spirit for sure. Yeah, stimulus so. checks are coming out, huh? I guess. I didn't apply for one, so I don't know. No, but I, that's what I, I hear. Yeah, I, I, I don't think we can receive one anyway because um, mm -hmm. I think if you make over uh, six figures, you, you won't receive a check. There was a certain, it was somewhere in the six figures. I don't know, but I've been blessed enough that Advocates has not been impacted. So we are not impacted. Um, so we're not taking advantage of any of those things because we don't, you know, we, we are the same as we were before. We're still whole. So yeah. to God be the glory for that. And I know small businesses, there's like uh, different loans. I, I guess that's what you were talking about when I was talking about. The yeah, there's a ton of resources. I'll put some stuff on our Instagram um, for small businesses that might be listening. There's a bunch of SBA loans that you're, uh, are interest-free or the qualifications have been removed. So really any small business is eligible for them. Um, there's a lot of resources out there. So I'm happy to share those with other oh, small businesses. And I am, I am Productions, um, the I Am Joy book, you know, yes. some book tours, uh, uh, book signings coming out, some book shows, right? Yes. So we're starting, um, our brand ambassador is starting our virtual tour launch. So we're, we were supposed to do an in-person book tour starting in May, but now we're going to do that virtually. So we'll have some stuff on all of our platforms to, um, 
get the book out there, some book readings and interviews and stuff like that. So stay tuned for that. There you go. And looking forward to seeing it. Awesome. Great. Spread so, the word. So now let's get right into it. You know, let's, let's, yes. um, let's meet uh, Mr. Dow Coleman. You know, uh, Dow, how you doing today, bro? I'm good. I'm great. I'm great. You know, I'm blessed. Hey. I'm blessed. Blessed. Hey, uh, you know, just reading a little bit uh, about businesses and starting businesses and things like that, you know, um, what motivated you to say, you know what, I want to, I don't want to work just a nine to five for somebody. I want my own. Um, I can honestly say just working in the hospitality business for, you know, 20, 24, 25 years and um, learning different, different relationships and talking to people and, you know, um, just uh, basically figuring out different things, you know, um, different ways how different uh, different things are approached in business. So, you know, as I felt, you know, I felt comfortable to where, you know, I started working with larger investment groups. I worked with um, Goldman Sachs on several projects. You know, uh, we all know about Goldman Sachs. And I work with a lot of asset managers. The asset managers is basically, in, you know, they control the company's money. So my job was working with them. It was just, you know, um, understanding uh, their profit and loss statements and, and how that grew. I, I just started getting comfortable working with individuals like that. And I said, you know, um, somebody said to me, he said, hey, Daryl, man. And I said, yeah, what's going on? He said, why are you waiting on money? I said, what do you mean waiting on money? He said, why do you, when do you get paid? I said, every two weeks. He said, you're waiting on money. You're a very smart individual and, you know, you should just figure it out and go out there and give it a shot. And when, when he told me that, it was like, you know, it was a, a, a knocked me in the head for a second. I was like, wow. And, um, and this is a gentleman that owned multi, multiple businesses. He's well off, you know, and, you know, I, I, I took it, you know, I took it for what it was. And I just started looking at things. And then when I started doing things for investment groups and uh, through management companies, my management company, you know, I work for two of the largest management companies in the world that manages over 500 properties, hotels, resorts. And I was working directly with the uh, VP, vice president of the company, and just maintaining people's assets, their property. It's making sure um, hotels or resorts don't spend enough money, don't spend over on budget. Make sure they're um, working with the right right vendors. Make sure they're um, allocating for money that's not being spent, or you know, make sure they're putting money in the right spots before they spend it. So it's basically when you know working in investment groups, you just learn a lot of things about how to you know maintain and move money around just to you know keep the operations going. Oh, awesome! Awesome. Well, let me ask you this: What? Tell me a little bit about you. You know, tell me a little bit about Dow Coleman. You know what I mean? So you told me about Dow Coleman, the businessman. Tell me a little bit about Dow Coleman, you know, just the guy, you know? Um, as you know, um, obviously, um, you know, I grew up in Long Branch, uh, Long Branch, New Jersey. I've been in Long Branch all my life, you know, back and forth. Um, I've developed a lot of relationships with people um, from when I – started a young kid and going to high school, walking to school every day, from meeting the Donnie's, the, the candy man, to everybody you know, to meeting Melman's. So you know, wait, were y'all in high school together? 
Did y'all go to high school together? Right. Well, he was yeah. a little bit behind me. A little bit behind me. It was a okay. couple couple years behind me. But um, with that being said, I just, you know, learned um, meeting people. So I, I, I developed a good name in the community. Um, and during the times, you know, uh, you know, being, you know, a young guy, I made some rough decisions, some tough decisions that, you know, I, I, I don't regret because they actually put me in the situation that I'm now. But I, 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 I've learned some ways to beat other challenges. So when being young, being hard-headed, you know, running around the streets, you know, mom's working two jobs and not, you know, really there to actually see what I'm doing and but caring about me. Hey, get in the house. I just decided to branch off and got caught up in some things and made some bad decisions. And I took that as a learning, uh, a lesson to say, hey, look, is this where you want to go or this where you want to go? So uh, I decided, I said, look, let me get in the um, uh, maintenance, which I was doing. And I got into a hotel um, holiday and years ago. And I started doing maintenance. Then I just, I said, look, man, this ain't for me. You know, I, w- I want to build something different. And I got in, stayed in the hospitality, worked in operations for years and, um, uh, worked at a lot of hotels uh, as far as with um, Hurricane Sandy. When Hurricane Sandy hit most of the hotels that's on Hope Road and Tenton Falls. You know, I helped them out with uh, their operations as far as making sure they um, generators is working with power surges because I was at another property. And um, after that, I just said, hey, man, there's no more looking back. I might as well just keep pushing where I'm going to push at. Awesome. So, so I have a question. Um, so as a, a fellow entrepreneur, what was the, how did you go from, um, working for someone else to working for yourself? I mean, I know you talked a little bit about the person who encouraged you about the money part, because that's always a barrier for a lot of us. Cause there's a lot of fear Absolutely. with that. Um, but how, what, what was the thing that happened to make you decide like, okay, I'm going to take the leap of faith and I'm going to step out on my own thing. Uh, I just basically started building a structure around me before I took, took the leap. Um, okay. Working. I, I started talking to investors and just say, Hey, you know, um, a lot of the assets managers and just tell them, Hey, you know, Daryl, what are you got going on? And I just tell them, look, you know, I'm planning on getting to my own management or property management and I'll keep you posted. So I wanted to build a structure, a base. I wanted to be able to get some people behind me that's going to support me that already got a lot of properties. So I built that out. I, I work with them and, you know, anytime you got something going on, Daryl, let me know. And I just wanted to build that structure. Then, then I needed to build my own self up and figure out which direction I wanted to go as far as structure wise with company. Now, either I can um, bring, you know, some third parties in the work with me, which, you know, with a management company, a lot of, a lot of management companies use, you know, no, no offense, use third parties where instead of them doing the work, they'll get the job and then you get other people. So I, you know, I, with building my structure, I decided to build me a nice, you know, cleaning team, a nice um, janitorial team that, you know, I've met a lot of ladies, met a lot of guys in the hotel business since from Jersey, since I've been doing it. So I built, you know, I built a team up and I, built a few maintenance guys and I just started pushing and just, you know, built a structure first. That's the first thing you got to do is build a structure. You know, before I just didn't want to just jump out there and get a business card and say, Hey, I'm managing properties and I don't, you know, I don't have no, 
no no type of uh, background. A lot of people now, you know, if you look at my website, a lot of people now um, on there, I got a lot of you know people that support me. What's the website? They, they a lot of things. I'm sorry. What's, What's the, the website? website? Um, www.htfacilities.com. HT facilities sound. HT sit stands for high tech. Okay. Okay. So if you had, um, if you were talking to a group of young men that's looking to do something different with their lives, what would you say to them? Um, just they got a first, uh, a lot of time I, I, I tell, you know, cause I speak with a lot of young kids. You, you just got to find something you feel happy about. Nobody else. You know, you might feel, you know, good about going to a trade school. Everybody don't go to college. You might feel good about college. You got to do something, you know, what's your net. And the reason why I say that with kids is, you know, I'm, you know, example with my son. I told him, I said, listen, man, you're getting ready to go out in the world. And you got to, when we went to visit colleges, full scholarship, you know, we had um, Rochester. He asked me, he said, dad, you like, it? I said, you have to stay here for four years, not me. Mm-hmm. You got to like it. So with that question being said, they have to enjoy what they want to do in order to build them up. And a lot of people, a lot of times we get caught up on worrying about what other people want us to do. And a lot of times, you know, we, we make decisions that, you know, that, that's not comfortable to us. And then we see ourselves at jobs and situations that we don't enjoy. And then from there now, you know, later on in our life, which is now, I started my my entrepreneurship late, late in life, but you know, it's pushing, but I just, you know, it's from doing what other people suggest and and following other people's suggestions. So I just tell the young ones out there now, just be motivated, be driven on what you want to do, but be passionate about do something that you're passionate about, you know, whether they like it or not, you know, you got to do something and then you'll enjoy it. And then you'll enjoy more of it, what you're doing. And then eventually you'll figure the rest out as you go. Do you find that most people are fear fearful of trying to put themselves out there like that? Like, like you, uh-huh. you talked about it earlier about um, you. I think you referenced a man saying, "Why are you waiting on money?" But right, that's how everybody lives, right? Day to day, check to check. How do you tell somebody, you know what? Take a chance on this. I know you love it. But it may not work, but give up your check to try to make your dream come true. Like, how do you approach that? Like, how do you sell that to somebody? Um, um, first of all, you, you got to get to know the person individually. And, and even if you just run up on a person and he said, hey, how do I do it? You just got to fill them out first. You got to see what they want to do. You're like, you know, what, what's your, because you get some people that say they want to, get into a business and then, you know, they have no idea what business consists of, not just the what you do in business. You know, like um, Joy, she does media, she does coverage with uh, books and, you know, you can't just say you want to jump in it and don't have an idea of structure of how that works. It's just not just sitting there just writing a book and just say, this is what I'm going to do. It's a lot of planning and structure. And what I'll tell people like this is, you got to plan things, you know, uh, a lot of times back to me, a lot of times in life, I just jumped in the water without planning it. So I tell them, plan out what you want to do, put together a, a format. We write on paper, say, Hey, this is what a format I want to follow. And then 
just follow that format. And if you see yourself flying away from the format and not doing what you, you know, and then you're going to see yourself, you know, um, having some challenges that you're not ready for. Okay. So I have a question. Something I experienced um, in my career before I transitioned into working for myself, I, a lot of people assumed that, um, you know, assumed that I kind of had it easy and, you know, I grew up in Homedale. So like I must have just had everything handed to me. And, you know, so, so people had to get to know me to understand that that was not the case and that I can understand a struggle and I can understand hard work. Um, that nothing was handed to me. And then after I opened my own business and we became really successful, you know, the haters pour out of the woodwork. Um, and a lot of times it's people who you don't expect them to be haters. You expect them to be supporters. So I'm sure that you've experienced, um, the people who are on both sides of that, you know, that, um, I used to get a lot of like, who do you think you are type of attitudes. So how do you navigate, how do you navigate that? Especially if you're in the community in which you grew up in, there's gotta be a lot of people. I mean, I live in Long Branch. I've lived in Long Branch a long time and everyone loves to talk in Long Branch. So I'm sure that there's been some conversations. You can be all stoic faced, Corley. You know that I am absolutely on point. And so, yeah, no, no, you are, and, and and I'll be the first to tell you, um, I'm not the type of guy that you would know exactly what's going on with me because I, I don't do social media. No offense, I'm not on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, anything like that. And, and even right for your now, company, even for my company, because right now when you deal with investors, investors don't a lot of investors don't go look on their Facebooks, Twitter, you know, for um, management companies that that's going to manage. You know, like right now, I'm, I got a project right now that I'm overseeing, and the project is about $650 million. So they're not going to go on Facebook. You know, they're not going to go on different things like that, looking for people to manage their property. It's okay. either going to be somebody that they know, somebody that they feel comfortable with, and somebody that was referred to them. So as far as back to that, um, you know, you're going to get that. I, we, we've been getting backlash since we've been little kids, man, if you, if you, if you score before somebody else score, they hate on you. You know, if you, if you're trying to, you know, like me, I've, like I said, I've been in two changes in life and, and people, I hate to say it. And you said it, you, you said something before about you wouldn't expect it, but I do expect those individuals that surround you to be the ones that, you know, down you, kick you in your back and say, Oh yeah, because those are the ones that, a lot of times I grow from that. I, I look at that and it's a motivational tool, you know, because, you know, some people just don't have confidence in themselves to do it. So they figure, if I can't do it, why, you know, you know what makes mm-hmm. him think he can do it? So I just, I, I, I try to keep it in the back of my head to figure out, you know, the direction I'm still going. But uh, I also keep in mind that, you know, the less, you know, the less you verbal with them and the less you let them know things that you got going on, the less they know about you, talk about you. So you said you don't you don't advertise your business uh, through social media? No, not at all. Not one bit. I got okay. Um, I just you know obviously I just you know uh, got a contract with the loss in Pear Village. You know doing the cleaning for their um, selling their their properties. Um, my company High Tech Facility Management. We actually do the cleaning in there, the, the white glove cleaning um, when they get ready uh, purchase the unit. You know our hands is on there. Yeah. When somebody come in here and say how clean it is, 
we play a good part of that. I mean, don't get me wrong. They got a lovely staff over there with Greenfield and those other guys doing great jobs over there. But, you know, when we come in there, you know, we, we give it all that we got. Um, so advertising is basically just me meeting with developers and, um, on my, you know, you know, basically myself, because when I meet with developers, I want to meet, you know, they don't want to meet your uh, partner. You know, they don't want to meet, I hate to say it, they don't want to meet your assistant. They want to meet you. You're the one that, you know, say, hey, man, look, you know, I'm going to give you my word. I'm going to take care of your That's And that's big, you know. Um, right. um, no, it's yeah. just, you know, social media and, and advertising, just just not for me. And I mean, somewhere down the line, I mean, don't get me wrong, my website is there. So when I do meet, you know, individual I haven't, Matt, before I, I give him an opportunity just to give get an idea of what I got going on with the site, but the, that's all the site is for, basically. Yeah, but I, I think, you know, with social media, you know, now is the fastest way to have artifacts of your work. You know, people get right. to see, see that. You know, uh, what, what, you're, what you're saying to me is, you know, you're in that room and you're having those conversations, but you know, sometimes you need that hope or that that prayer that somebody sees something and says, hey, who's that? And then hit you up to get you in that room. And that could be an opportunity you didn't expect. I mean, uh, right. I think you explained to me the white glove um, term terminology as far as uh, the cleaning business. I mean, wouldn't you want to show somebody or put that out there um, on your website like, listen, this is what we can do, you know? Because I think, you know, a lot of stuff that you're saying is like a lot of good lip service, but if nobody but your developer or whoever knows that's what you do, what about another opportunity somewhere else? Yeah. And, and you said it right. Um, and I'm actually, you know, looking together to put together a marketing team. But, you know, when, you know, for this, when you put together a marketing team, obviously, you know, I want, I want individuals, I was looking, you know, for, you know, a couple local um, colleges where I can get people to do some internship and just do some marketing for me. But I, you know, I just, right now, I want to be able to give them, I want to be able to give them something to market. So here, I, and don't get me wrong. I, I agree. I agree a hundred percent about the website. I mean, I agree a hundred percent about social media. I agree. And it, it's just the ones you want to target. You know, if, if you want to put your management company out there to big um, investors and, and things and shoot it out, that's great. But you want to give them a product that you feel you, you, you know, you want, you want to put the, and the reason why I'm saying that is with me, just getting, not getting off the ground or just, you know, getting things rolling. I just don't want to throw too much at me right now, but eventually somewhere down the line in the next uh, year or so, you know, I got, I got some things going on that looks great down the pipeline. I got a lot of things in the pipeline. You know, I got yeah. maybe Houston. I got like, I'm, 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 as soon as it's over, I got to fly out to Houston. I got a project in Houston. I'm working with somebody in Palm Beach. And then as soon as that gets done, I'm, 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 I am I'm got something going on in Wichita, Kansas. So, I, I, you know, I mean, with that being said, of course, I, I would love to get a marketing team together and get things rolling. But I just, you know, right now I'm just trying to get my feet under, my feet up underneath me and just, you know, push like that. 
Oh, definitely. I understand. I understand. I mean, content is a big thing. We talk about it a lot. Like my first company, um, I didn't really do a bunch of marketing and stuff initially because we're such a niche um, thing and we provide mm-hmm. service to the adults with disabilities and like people knew us from my career or whatever. Um, but then I brought on some marketing people and I realized that you still have to put yourselves out there. And one of the big reasons why was the com- that way are the community that we serve knew we were there. So other nonprofits or other for-profit companies knew that we were there. So there's something to be said for that. I mean, we talk about content all the time at IM Productions. It is hard to get content sometimes, especially hard in quarantine, but I do think you'll find a value in it once you have, um, some some solid people on the team to be able to handle that stuff for you. You just never know who it reaches. I appreciate and, it. No, and of course. Absolutely. And, um, you know, that's, you know, we all, you know, I mean, I don't, I, I, I at least speak for myself. We all want to be in a situation where, you know, you, you know, your, your company is just not your company, but yourself is known, you know, mm-hmm a lot where you know all over and it's not just from you just from the product you bring the work you do and also the marketing uh everybody will i know i would love to have marketing out there everywhere you look up that's where i'm at and you know that's, eventually that's what's going to happen but you know i want to later you know i'm later found the groundwork of what i do i, I want sure. people to see you know mm-hmm. the product that i work with the people i work with and then from there you know i would love to get a great marketing team together and just you know put put it out there like that because now i have a portfolio that speaks for itself right right exactly you know, so the marketing is a little bit easier you know if you i don't mean to be rude but if you go in a situation and you you know i, I always tell my sales team when i oversee the property any sales team that i work with look a person is going to buy something because they feel confident in you or what you're selling Yep. It's not, if you go to somebody and say, hey, you know, I want to sell you this hotel, I want you to come here, and they don't feel you feel confident in it, a person, you know, they look at it. So a lot of the time, you got to have the individual that feel confident in what they're selling. And that goes a lot to do with marketing. You know, if they, if they got a nice portfolio behind them, say, hey, if I can walk in a building and I got these different properties and these different investors I work with, hey, that's a strong portfolio for me to go sell to another portfolio. Sure. No, absolutely. Absolutely. So switching gears a little bit, we talk about um, on the influentials a lot, the people that have influenced you. So who would be some of the people that were a big influence in your life or are a big influence in your life? Nice, nice. Um, obviously, the gentleman that's on, you know, on the on the two butters right now, Jay. Jay's been a great inspiration. You know, I've, I've known the first him. smile all podcast. Huh? And that was his first smile all podcast when you said that you were. He's an influential to you. So yeah, I've been, I've been known him for a long time. Dow has always been an inspiration to me as well. Growing up, you know. He was, uh, I remember when he played football for Long Branch. Always see, he's known for the the orange neck roll. And I, you know, what what sticks out to me is when he used to run the counter and, and the way he used to run it. Um, that that would always stick out to me. You know, back then I was, like you said, behind him uh, in school years. Uh, you know, Daryl and my cousin, uh, they were like NFL players to me in high school, 
you know. So they motivated me to to want to be better or be the best or or just, you know, uphold that Lombrance legacy when it came to yep. football. So, yep. you know, so with Jay, yep, so with Jay, um, with, you know, with him, you know, growing up with him and, you know, a lot of times, you know, you get the you get the one or two gentlemen that stray away from, hey man, we still fly, but what y'all got going on, I don't wanna and a lot of times you look up to a person um through inspiration because you see potential in them. So he was a great, you know, you know, even though I was being he was behind me, he was still, you know, I seen a lot of potential in him and I and I you know, I, he's an inspiration because I knew he could you know, do what he do right now. And, you know, that's the inspiration, you know, to see somebody do something that you know they have it in them. You know, and, and, and as far as that, my mom's obviously family members is, is big, you know, very supportive, you know, as far as like, you know, when your head is down and things ain't going right, they're always the ones that, you know, make you smile and push you up, um, you know, um, you know, relationship-wise, being with, you know, being with somebody that you feel comfortable with that you can talk to when things are rough and, you know, things are not going well and, you know, knowing that you got their support. So it's basically, you know, community. Um, I was there out there with the kids in Law Branch. I, I did a lot of community events and I didn't do it for me. I did it for their, um, mm. the inspiration of the kids. But I wanted all, every time I see a kid and we do things together, I want them to inspire me just like I inspired them. And I want them to be able to say, hey, look, man, you know, if we go out here and, uh, you know, we win. I, I tell kids, man, the inspiration is about, it's not about winning. It's about learning from what, learning from not winning. So inspiration to me is just people that's, you know, your day to day that you do things that inspire yourself and they, they, they inspire me as well. Awesome. Awesome. So I think a lot of people um, look at entrepreneurs or people who are their own bosses and think like, Oh, you know, I want to be my own boss. They, they have it easier or they get to do whatever they want or whatever the case. And so we all know that that's, um, if you've ever managed anything or run anything, you know that that's not the case. Um, so what were some of the most difficult times or worse are, are some of the most difficult times that you, um, faced as a business owner? Um, you could never, as a business owner, at least for me, I mean, you got to be hands on, boots on, because your, 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 your associates see that and the people that you deal with, like, um, you know, prime example, the loss in, um, the loss in Pear Village. I'm, I'm, I'm in there. I'm in there just as much as they in there. Now I'm on my hands and knees like they are. So it's about, um, you know, um, you know, as people like say, oh yeah, it's just leader. about. It's like the, that metaphor for the leader or the boss. Yeah, so if people say, hey, man, the boss just sit there. And a lot of times you would, um, you know, you would, uh, you know, look at a team and say, why are, they, why are you working? And, and, and it's just it's just not about being a title because if you, if you can't, if you can't do something, eventually people get rid of it. And then you, you just want people to, you want the, the team to see that you want to be a big part of what's going on. And you want them to show that you care about them. And, you know, you know, you know. I never took the role of, and I'm, I don't think I never will. And eventually, I, I, you know, I see a great pipeline for this company to where, you know, I'll, I'll be moving around a lot, traveling a lot and doing different things like that. But there's never time and need that. 
I'm not going to want to just get in there and, and, and be able to be a part of it, come out there sweating like everybody else. Awesome. So, so Dow, let's, let's, uh, let's fast forward a little bit. So in 10 years, where do you see high tech facilities management? Whew. That's the pipeline. That's the pipeline. That's the pipeline I just discussed. Now, you know, it's a lot of viewers on here and, you know, people, I don't know if you know about the pipeline, but in business, the pipeline is what companies have coming in. You know, what money they have generated. And to your 10 years, um, I've, I, you know, God willing, you know, everything go well and, you know, everybody stay healthy, strong and, you know, we're able to keep motivating. That's the most important thing. But uh, I got a I got a nice little pipeline for the next ten years to where um, I got something going on in, in Florida. Actually, the developer I'm working with in New Jersey is actually the developer that's building something in Miami. So you know that looks strong down the pipeline in the ten year pipeline. So I see the company right now um, annual growth sales right now. Um, you know, with a few contracts I got. You know, um, you know, I could see in the next, you know, right now, you know, a quarter of a million, but I could see in the next 10 years, hopefully, you know, um, a little bit over, you know, f- you know, five, six, you know, five or six million. I, it, that's just me. I just, you know, I'm just, you know, just. If you don't say it, if you don't put it out there in the universe, that's- you know, it may not come true. So this is yeah. your opportunity. It's not about boasting or, or saying that you're going to do something better than somebody else. It's about this is about you. Like where are you taking your business? Mm-hmm. You know, in ten years, I want I want to be there with you. Like yo, you remember ten years ago? I you said this, and look what happened. It happened. Mm-hmm. So you're just setting a standard. You know, if the standard is five million, that's where you at. Then five million is the expectation. Absolutely. Right. And, and, and you know, that's great you said that because I want to, and 10 years from now, you know, I want to be able to come back and get joy on the line with you and get a couple of strong, you know, and investors and people that I've dealt business with and just to see how, you know, how, how we've grown and, and changed because most people don't understand. And, and, and the, the, the thing about life, you just, the reason why I say 10 years, God willing, you just never know what hurdle you might run. You just never know what obstacle you might cross. You just like never a pandemic. Know yeah. Anything. <laughs> Prime example, like, you know, what we're going yeah. through now. So you just never know what your course might take you. It's just a matter of understanding the course and understanding when you veer off the course, you got to figure out a way to get back. And so with that 10, 10 year window, you know, I, I got a course that I'm looking at, but I just, I know, you know, there might be some blocks in the roads and, and I just need to figure out, you know, um, when it comes, be prepared for it. You know, whether it's um, mm-hmm. being prepared for it, mainly, you know, financially, having myself in a situation there where if something that the economy do go bad or something do crash where, you know, I got some residual money coming in and that's big, mm-hmm. you know, I, 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 that's what I'm working on now, residual money. So when we do hit a span like, you know, like now and where you, you can't financially get out there and get it, you just want to, I just want to be able to have that residual money to where income, to where, you know, I'm comfortable to, to over overcome that hurdle or that block. And, you know, outside of, you know, God willing, you know, outside of deaths in the family, 
those different hurdles and you know you just never know what hurdle but I'm, I'm preparing for the hurdle and I'm trying to hit my target that's my target which is the you know five million and in 10 years and my target is you know obviously the, um you know lay back and you know buy me a nice little something in Florida and just be able to be comfortable out there and just you know grow my wealth right right well, I mean, I agree with um, with Jason. You have to put it out there and um, get it in front of you. You know, we do um, – I, I personally do a vision board every year. I've done one for the company. We, we get together as a company and we do one. Um, you know, the Bible says you write your vision and you put it in front of you because it's a reminder of what, what you're going to do and what you're chasing. And, and as an entrepreneur, no one is going to be more invested in your company than you. You know, you can have the most loyal people. I have the most loyal people. But at the end of the day, it's me. If, if I don't push it and I don't believe it, then they can only do but so much. You know, we're the face of what it is that we're doing. So, so having said that, what would you say to entrepreneurs or young men who are listening to you who want to be on your course, who maybe have had a rougher start in life or whatever, or just feel some confusion, what would you say to them are the, the qualities that they need to cultivate in themselves to be able to accomplish what you've accomplished? Great, great question. Um, first of all, Thanks. they got to have, they can't give up. That's number one. You know, you, you, you know, we swear you can't give up and then confidence in that you 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 have the ability you know you got ability you got to have the ability that you know you 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 want to do it i mean it's, it's not i hate to say it, it's simpler than what it is in life because the way you look at it, it's like this listen well what i have to do to to get here obviously to, to get to to get going and get started you gotta have you gotta have some type of confidence and some type of guy way and you, you can't give up Number one, you got to keep positive people around you. people that, you know, going to push you and not say, not talk bad. You know, you want people around you that's an inspiration. And another thing you want people around you that you see doing well. Mm-hmm. When you see that, 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 that motivates you. So just to tell them, just, you know, um, keep positive people around you. Stay, uh, you know, don't give up. And just, you know, if, if, if you strike for a goal or a target, and it's, it's something, you know, you, you just got to put a platform to, to get it. If you want to go, you just can't wait on nobody. You just got to go out there and do it on your own. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, oh, go ahead, Corey. I saw you. Go ahead. I was just going to say one of the struggles that I've had as a, um, as a business owner is building a team. So have you run into similar struggles with, with building your team at, um, at your company? Oh, that's a great question. Because in Long Branch right now with the loss, um, you know, I'm, I've been looking for, you know, people out there to work. And it's not that I, I don't have a team. It's just that I want to keep people out, you know, as a project out there. And I want to be able to give people out there work. But building a team is just you, you, you in certain areas, you know, in, in my business is, you know, if you, if you go meet with a developer and you take over the property, you know, you look to build a team within that community, you know. You want to try to find people within that community that's, you know, I don't, if I got a project going on in Houston, I ain't going to bring people from Jersey for that project. You know, I'm going to look for Houston. I'm going to go to Houston. But the building a team is just, you know, looking for the right fit. And some places, I hate to say, like my own town, uh, hometown is, 
you know, you, you look for the people and it, you just, you, you try, but it, a lot of times it's just not the right fit. And, it's, and, and it ain't the right fit because certain people just don't want it to be the right fit. And, you know, they want some people, I had one person say to me, I say, hey man, and you know, few people that's well, you, you come out the pier village, you know, I get you, ah, oh, how much you paying, man? I ain't going out there, you know, if I don't get paid every day. And I'm like, you know, you look at me and say, you know, when you say building the team, I'm looking at him saying, hold on. If I was somebody you never knew from a, not outside anywhere, are you going to ask them how much you paying? And, when, and, you know, are you going to pay every day? Like, so building the team is just, it's not, a, I mean, it's easy if you want to say, hey, look, I'm in one structure. I'm in a hotel. Right. I'm in one building. This is my building. I'm going to build my team in here, and that's going to be your office. Yeah, that's easy. You get some people you trust that you know can do the job, and you put them in there. Now, building a team in a property management situation where you're going to different properties, you want to build that team around everything that's going I'm a community person. I'm not going to go on another community and get people to come in that community and work. That's just not right. I don't right. believe it. I believe in getting those, the people in that community working because that's how you build that's how you build obviously that's how you get businesses going small businesses you get them jobs you, know, you get them the jobs where they can be able to spend money back at the little little stores but it's every business every 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 property that i run into is different so you know to building the team is just you know hopefully you can get a couple good fits and if they fit you, know, you, you try to put the pieces where the puzzle fit and then some right. pieces that don't fit you just gotta you know figure out how you get them and you know, sometimes, you know, uh, you know, people, you know, when you're dealing with business, people don't want to hear. I don't want to hear, oh, I can't work tomorrow because of this. Like, I ain't got time for that. So, you know, you want to build some people that you think you can trust and go out there and, and do the job without you looking. And, and the big thing is with me being a management company, I have, you know, another project going on and I can't be in Jersey babysitting people. I need you to go on this project every day. I, this is your job. This is what you do. I need you to do it. So I can't sit there and babysit people. Because if I do that, I'll never grow. I'll never, I need to put people in there that I know that's going to work and that I can trust and have faith in. And then that way, you build a team. And, and then, you know, obviously the people are going to tell you, the, the management company you work for, hey, your guy's over here, you know, and then, you know, so it's just, it's rough, man, when, you, when you're dealing with communities to build a team. But you try your hardest and you just, you know, you ain't going to always be perfect. But the ones that, you know, you do get, you know, you, you value them and make sure you take care of them because those are the ones that's going to stick with you. You know, you just right. don't give them right. a few dollars right. and just say, hey, and they see you making tons of money. You take care of them. You know, you try to give them different ways and different things that they can do, you know, to stay motivated and, and that they're, they're going to keep your business going. So let me ask you this, Dow. What, what, what education do you need? What certifications do you need to receive to... Um, properly run and ensure your business? Well, um, so here's the thing. Um, it, 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 let's give you, let me give you a scenario. So if, if you got a, you're a developer, you enjoy a developer and you enjoy say, Hey, look, now I want to build a big project in uh, Miami, you know, mm -hmm. y'all owners and y'all say, Hey, look, you know, let's reach out to Daryl, have Daryl manage our property. You know, you got 470 units. You say, hey, Daryl, I want you to manage your property. And, and this is going to go back to you for certifications and everything that you discussed. I have, 
every a lot of management um, certifications. I have you know being in the hotel business, I develop a lot, and I hate to I hate to say this, but papers nowadays is about what you can do. Not about that no more. I hate to say that. It's about if, if Jordan, Jason, trust me, to go in there and run their $250 million project and make sure their assets, meaning everything they're building is working fine, because the building can look great. If you don't maintain the things that's in there, the computer systems, the generators, all the building means nothing. So as, as a developer, you two are going to say, hey, I'm not, you know, okay, you can show me 15 certifications. Yeah. You say you did it. That's great. But can you actually do it? That's what they're going Can you actually handle it? And then, and, 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 you know, so with that being said, it's great. You know, I, I'm not down to people say don't go to school and don't do that. But a lot of times, man, it, it just basically comes from, you know, you be able to, them having trust in you to do it. And I know, you know, Joy and Jason, if you get a, you sit down with the individuals, you could just tell, yeah, hey, look, is this the guy that I want to oversee my property? Is this the guy that I want, if anything go wrong, I can feel comfortable with him there to make sure my, you know, I'm not getting bugged two, three o'clock in the morning. They're all taking care of it. Everything is taken care of. That's what you really want. And 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 then when you look on the walls, I mean, I I can sit in the office with plenty of um, accolades that I got, but you know that means nothing if you, you can't do the work. So you you're telling me like if someone wanted to get in your field, there's no, and I say certification just as a liability uh, standpoint. Oh no no no, there's yeah of course you can go to obviously you can go to um trades. I mean you can go to um Brookdale. You can take a property management course. You get certified for property management. But obviously, before they do that, they, what they what they want to do is, is basically go meet, um, do internships. You know, go to a property do an internship, go there, and work directly with the management company, so you can figure out how to do it. Because if you know, if you go get a degree, and you, I mean, the degree tell you, hey, look, this is what you need to do. You know, um, obviously, you know, OSHA yeah. laws and stuff. Yeah. Every every job is is definitely about the experience. The experience when. But uh, a lot of times, you know, that, you know, um, and I can only talk like as far as my fields that I work in, you know, you really want the certified person um, just in case something goes wrong um, because, you know, that I would think that company would get sued. And when litigation comes down, they're going to say, well, hey, you took somebody who is not certified. Yeah, but you took somebody else just because they had experience but no certification. You know, I think like in litigation, that person that's not certified would get that that organization or that business tore down. You know. So here's the thing, and and not to cut you off. So here's the thing. So um, obviously um, there are there are tons of documents you need like when you 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 oversee a property obviously you need fire safety certification yeah you know, that we and this is what know, we do yeah something like that yeah, that we do have that we do have high tech you know you need fire safety certification to understand if something go wrong in a building you can you you you're certified to actually um take over the challenge you know um 
in the buildings, you, um, you need um, a security clearance. So there are things that you do need okay. that manage, but everybody's different. So I can't, you know, literally tell a person exactly what they need in their field. In my field, you definitely, you, you want a certification to show people, hey, you've been through the training. You, you, you went to school. You learned the ins and outs of OSHA. You learned the ins and outs of different things that you need to keep, you know, keep it going. But, um, so every situation is different. Every building you walk in is different. If you, you get insurance, all right, a prime example, uh, back to your liability. All right, so um, uh, uh, if you go to a building or a company and they're going to ask you for a COI, a COI is a certificate of insurance. This is to say, hey, this guy is insured to cover my building, the work of my building. So now when you say liability, purposes, that certificate of insurance is going to say, hey, you know, if something goes wrong, Darren was covered through this much, high tech is covered through this much insurance. So now as an investor or a developer, you say to yourself, okay, something goes wrong, whether he's the best fit or he's wrong fit, at least we know we cover. Mm-hmm. So with that being said, every property that you run in, every property you need is specific insurance. Ain't nobody gonna let you go on their property and do any type of work. Loss and payment, you know, I don't want to go into the, you know, financial things of, you know, what my COI obtain, um, you know, requires, but, you know, I'm pretty sure you can imagine what they want. Just looking at the building and what they got going on over there. Well, so, and I think what, yeah. every industry has its standards, right? So every every company that provides the same service that you provide is going to be required the same things. But I think what you were trying to speak to was what sets you apart is the work that you've done and the reputation that you build and the quality of service that you provide because somebody else, a competitor could have all of the same certifications and all of the same stuff to protect them, um, but not perform quality work. So that kind of ties into all of your marketing stuff too, because that's what sets you apart is the quality of the work that you do and what you bring as opposed to what the industry brings, right? Correct. 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 Um, so, but back to your life, back to um, like she was just um, saying, it's just, it's more about, um, you know, obviously you want to protect yourself with everything you do in life. You know, um, anything, any type of investment you get in, whether you get an investment and, you know, I'm looking to do investment with some commercial property somewhere soon. Um, um, but everything that you get into in life is a chance. You take a chance. Whether you bring somebody in, whether you bring somebody out, whether you say to yourself, like, I know people that did big projects and got fired in the middle of the project. But everything right. is a, everything is a chance. So every you as a business person, Joy as a business person, and myself, you know, sometimes we take one chances. I bring in that if I if I'm not available, I bring on a third party. I'm taking a chance, liability reasons because now not only the live. Um, I'm liable for what they do, you know, I'm liable for what I do, I'm liable for what they do. So now I just put a whole nother, you know, weight on me. So with that being said, it's just, you know, um, you know, things happen. So the overall, the overall ball down to is no matter who you bring in there, no matter what company you bring in there, no matter what consulting you bring, everybody, everybody has to, you know, Everybody, everybody is um, liable for something. 
So if you're just make yourself more liable when you bring more people on. So that's why a lot of times I just uh, do things on my own where I know that um, my liability or anything that happens is under my under my personal watch, under my personal care. So I just don't, you know, sure. with that being said, I, you know, I'm not I'm not too concerned with being liable or sued. I'm just more concerned of making sure I'm um, putting myself in the right positions to make sure things like that don't happen. All right, good. So, so Dow, we brought you on uh, to talk about high-tech facility management. You know, we want to thank you for coming on, but we want you to end this by telling us or selling uh, your bid right now for potential uh, business partnerships when we start Absolutely. to promote this this uh, podcast. So sell, sell your business to us right now, 500 words or less. <laughs> 500 words or less? This is your elevator pitch. There you go. Um, let me first uh, start off by saying, you know, I appreciate, you know, you individuals taking the time out to work with me. Uh, you know, you got a great thing going and, you know, I, I see a lot of potential. I see a big wealth of growth, you know, um, anywhere I can be an assistance of, I love it. But as far as um, me, um, as far as high tech, as you know, this is what you're going to get. You're going to get the individuals that, first of all, um, that care. Uh, I'm a person that, you know, you bring on your property or bring you, I care. I, you know, I have no choice to care because I've worked, you know, I, this is something I'm passionate about. I've been doing it for a long time. So that's what the number one, what you're going to get. Number two, you're going to get somebody that's, you know, um, that you can trust, that you know that if you leave your your your, your asset to, to him or your property to him, he's going to take care of it. Um, he's not far away from a phone call. So, you know, always somebody that's touchable. You can always reach out to. Never too far from a phone call. And that's big because – in life, you know, you get you get some people that can companies or get in situations and we spoke about that earlier about growth and building a team where, you know, you 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 fall away from the idea of understanding that you started it and you need to be ready and available to finish. So um right. just having the ability for that. And the most important thing is experience. You know, I bring a lot of experience. I've I work with tons of projects. I work with the um Renaissance in the Meadowlands. I overseen a seven million dollar um overseeing a $7 million project over there. You know, I work with developers. I work with investors. Um, I work um, private um, groups. So uh, as far as the experience, as far as, you know, being there, I'm, I'm, I'm you know, uh, I have the experience. I've worked with plenty of people, and I, I know what it takes to, to, to keep your property. I know what it takes to make your investment worth your while because everybody that deals with, everybody that has an investment, you want to make sure your investments stay where you're making money. The bottom line is to make money. And the only way you're going to make money with your investment is to understand that you're not putting out more money than you should. So bringing in a company like me, you know high tech is the individual that's going to go in there, check all your assets, make, all your, make sure all your asset is on a proper grade scale, meaning to ensure that every vendor, every piece of equipment that you got, whether it's a warranty on it for three years, whether it's a warranty on it for five years, 
high tech is going to come in and make sure that warranty works for you to where you don't have to go out there and spend extra money on that warranty. Prime example, if, 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 if one of your air conditioners go down, instead of you as an investor going out there uh, ensuring that you have to bring in a HVAC company, electrician, you don't have to do that. High tech is going to call the manufacturer. It's going to reach out to the manufacturer directly and have them come out and prepare repair your unit at no cost. Because that's something that's in your agreement. High tech is also going to make sure that primary, if, if you, you open a building mm-hmm. and the building is five years behind, and you got equipment that's in that waiting, and they get in the building, now all of a sudden the building is, the equipment ran out, uh, um, expired because you had it in a warehouse. High tech is the company that's going to go in there. We're going to reach out to all the manufacturers and say, hey, I'm, I'm going to send you a certificate of insurance to show you that equipment. We didn't start operating that building to this day and then ensure that you get the years of your warranty back because that's what's going to save you money. That's what's going to save a company money is them not being having somebody in that that's, that's going to be the eye and ear of what goes on in that property. So that's what I do. That's what I, my company do. That's what we do as a team. We bring that in and out. We we ensure that your investment is going to work for you. We ensure that we keep your investment up. Looking. We ensure that when you come out there, the landscaping is great. We ensure that your your tenants, your customers, anybody that comes inside the building understands that high tech was in there. We, we clean the building. We maintain your your whole facility. We, we make sure that anything that in that building, any issues or any concerns is not your issue, it's our issue. And we're going to make it our issue. So just, you know, with that being said, you know, you're going to get a company that, you know, well-prepared, um, willing to take a call anytime at night, um, willing to sit down, you know, if, if something is wrong, Understand that something is wrong, and, and, and be able to take the uh, resp- uh, take rely the responsibility for it, and go back and fix it. So you're gonna get somebody that's there all the time for you, and you know when you need them, they're gonna be there as a as a as a company. You, you're gonna uh, be proud that your asset, your building, is taken care of. When you walk on your property, or you walk on your property when you pull up. You're going to see the windows well-maintained. You're going to see the grounds look good. You're going to walk in the building. It's going to be well-clean. You're going to have security guards that's addressed. You're going to have everybody looking uniform. And you're going to have a, a building manager that we provide in there that, that's going to oversee your problems. So if you have any issues, you're going to be able to go to them and sit down with them and talk them out, talk talk through it with them. If you have any issues outside, then, you know, obviously, you know, that's when I'll come in and I'll be the next uh resolution to the problem but just to understand that anybody that comes in your building that works for me um is going to be loyal they're going to be dedicated to what they do and they're going to be professional and they're going to treat your customers and your staff right okay there you go high tech facility management and the building you get that integrity you know you get hard work high character you know um reliability so with that being said, you know, Daryl, I appreciate you being on the show. You know, we're going to pump this out to all the businesses, the developers, yes. the investors, high-tech uh, management, excuse me, high-tech facility management coming to you. Call them up. Daryl Coleman, <laughs> where, where are they going to catch you at? 
There you go. Here it is right here. There you go. <laughs> Don't forget, Darryl go Coleman, to my website, hdfacilities.com. Email me at Daryl at com. You can't go wrong. Look at the image. Take care. <laughs> Thank you for everything. All right. So we always wrap up with an, an attitude of gratitude. So something that we're thankful for either on today, this week, whatever is on your heart that you're grateful for. So I usually make Jason start. So I'll start today. Um, so as we all should be, I'm grateful that everybody is healthy and safe and doing what they can to help flatten the curve, um, so that we can all come out of this COVID thing whole and, and prosperous. Um, but I'm also super grateful, um, on today for some sunshine today because it's been a little rough to be in the house. So I'm grateful to be able to open my windows and have some sunshine and, you know, daydream that we're on the beach that it looks like we're on right now. So I'm grateful always for our guests and for my uh, co-host always. So that's my gratitude for today. Mm. Who's next? What's yours, Jay? I'll take it. Um, I'm grateful grateful to have the opportunity to uh, be a part of the Influentials. Um, I try to influence uh, through my body of work and the way that I live my life, you know, good, bad, or indifferent to everyone. I'm grateful for joy. I'm grateful to have friends like Daryl uh, that keep me motivated. Um, I'm grateful uh, that my kids are healthy and everybody's good. And uh, I'm grateful to see another day. Amen. Nice, nice. Um, first of all, I'm grateful for Interventuals, uh, Joy and Jay. Um, great name, great company, Jay and Jay. <laughs> but um, I'm grateful for, you know, having the opportunity to you know, work with y'all. Um, obviously, this is my second one total, so um, <laughs> uh, hopefully, I, hopefully I ain't do too bad. But um, You're a professional you know, now. <laughs> <laughs> grateful that, you know, um, just to just – have have my health and my um my freedom and and be able to you know touch other people and other people be able to touch me and you know grateful for the lovely family that I have um and grateful you know just to just to understand that you know the struggle continues now uh, I'm grateful for that you know I'm I've been in the struggle and it still continues so I never think struggle will stop because it can stop any moment I have to go back to the struggle. So I got to be grateful for that. I'm grateful that, you know, I've I, I figured a way, you know, I'm, I'm weeding my way out of it. And I'm, and I'm doing a great, I'm, I'm grateful for, you know, all the efforts I'm putting into, you know, what I'm doing. And, you know, and, and it shows, you know, meeting individuals like, you know, you know, I mean, if I was doing the things I was doing before, I mean, I'd probably still be Jay friend, but I wouldn't have met a lovely person like you, Joy, that, Aww. you know, I'm pretty sure somewhere yeah. down in life, we're going to venture out and, you know, do some business things, hopefully, and, you know, hopefully we can grow and, you know, continue to be, know each other. But I'm grateful for y'all, grateful for my family and grateful for life and grateful I got my freedom and grateful for high tech. Amen. Amen. All right. So that's a wrap, Jason. That's a wrap. That's, that's a, wrap a wrap for episode one. Episode one. <laughs>